This is Missing the Mouse. I'm Jeremy Pettigrew. And I'm Brad Burleson. This week's episode is going to be all about Maelstrom, or Maelstrom, or Maelstrom, or however you want to pronounce it, in the Norway Pavilion of Epcot. Um, It's been long rumored to be going away in favor of a Frozen attraction, and Disney confirmed late last week that that is true, and Maelstrom is going away. So okay, um, now now this this immediately brought to mind the question, and this is a ridiculous question, but I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there right now. The last ride of that attraction, do they mute that beginning audio? Ah, because it says, "Nor will you be the last." Come October fifth, you will be the last. Yep. Oh man, that's so sad, isn't it? it, it, it yeah, when you when you say it like that, when you say October fifth will be the last time that attraction. Well, and it's even sadder because when do you go to Disney? November sixteenth. Yeah, so you're gonna miss it by a month, and you're gonna get to see the boarded up Maelstrom entrance or whatever. Yep. Or I'm sure the I'm sure the doors will just be closed. I, I wonder how quick they're gonna get the sign down. But anyway, uh, that makes yes that 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 <laughs> makes me a little bit sad. It, and here's the thing about that to me, it's, it's funny, you know, I went back and, um, if you remember back around, uh, I don't know, pretty early on in the episodes, we did the entire, uh, all four parks and we covered Maelstrom in our discussion. And it's, it's amusing to me that like, I feel this really strong emotional pull to Maelstrom because listening to that episode, we both kind of wrote it off as, eh, it's it's fun. It's gonna have a long wait. Yeah. Uh, make sure you skip the movie at the end. It's kind of weird. And then I even heard us say, and after the first bit, it gets less interesting. And yet, in spite of all of in, in spite of all of those feelings, it is it is now suddenly not not now suddenly, but I think now the realization is that it is a cherished Disney attraction, and thus I think I'm a, I'm a bit bitter that that it's getting pushed to the side yeah it's one of those you don't know what you got until it's gone kind of things it was fun to bully maelstrom when it was a when it was an attraction but now that it's gone i feel really bad for all the mean things i said that's right you you need to go back and edit that episode and we can take out all negative maelstrom remarks since we are now discussing classic disney attractions and (laughs) <laughs> you you immediately get that you know back in the old days we didn't have you know sort of uh that's that that begins to kind of be the take i think that that i get on that sort of attraction all of a sudden when i was your age we went backwards down waterfalls that's right <laughs> oh but yeah so so it closes october 5th right yes and won't reopen till I I think they just said either they just said winter, I winter? believe, or, or perhaps early early 2015. I I I saw 2016. I thought. Did you really? Okay, I may have misread 2015 for or 2016. Yeah, so I think it's going to be closed, which which really makes sense. I mean, you can't close it in October unless it is just a straight up. We're going to put 
cardboard cutouts of the frozen characters. Yeah, of course. On, you know, I, on top I totally, of things, I just misread that. There's no way they could redo the Norway Pavilion in four months. Well, okay, and that's and that's part of this too. You know, you just said the Norway Pavilion because it's not just Maelstrom. Right. Most of the Norway Pavilion will be frozen. Yeah. So we're so we're going to get a permanent meet and greet place for Anna and Elsa, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, are they are they changing anything else out other than that, or is it just permanent meet and greet, Maelstrom retheme, and it's hard to else? say. Disney's been Disney hasn't been real forthcoming with details on this. Um, I think it's a permanent meet and greet for Anna and Elsa, a, a frozen gift shop, um, with just like a the. I, I don't know if it's going to be part of the Norway Pavilion gift shop or if they're going to put a permanent frozen gift shop in and the the Maelstrom redesign. But they Disney has said that most of the Norway Pavilion, not all of the Norway Pavilion, but most of it will be frozen themed. See, the, the concept of... Uh, it's funny because the concept of the gift shop getting changed is actually even a little bit more frustrating to me i guess than than even maelstrom is in some ways because that's a really cool gift shop at the same time it's also really large so i guess they could change like one section of it yeah but or or, you know what you know what gift shop where the movie used to be because clearly that would make sense clearly you're not going to leave a frozen attraction to to watch a movie about the history of norway um, because we're gonna you know at this point we've given up on trying to educate you about norway right this is Frozen Land, brought to you by the the remnants of Norway. And I'm sorry, that's that's me getting a little bit bitter, but that's I I'm fighting that. On that bitter note, the 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 response to this has been pretty overwhelmingly negative. I think, but and from the Disney fan community, that is, I think overall, um, people want Frozen. A lot of people find Epcot to be a relatively boring park and i think and and correct me if i'm wrong but i think that will uh i think that'll bring people more people into epcot i mean the bottom line is people want frozen frozen summer fun has been extended well beyond summer i think it's indeterminate at this point right yes it will still be going on when i'm there um, my travel agent emailed me and said, "Hey, you're going to get to participate." And they're they're not doing the sing along anymore, I believe. But oh like, no, oh, no, the sing along is now is now a permanent fixture in Premier. Well, for the foreseeable future, is a permanent fixture in uh, in uh, Premier Theater. Oh, oh you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can actually fast pass plus that. Yeah, I mean, I meant the the stage show that they're doing. I don't think they're going to do that. But like Oaken's Trading Post will be there still. I, I think believe. they're I, I think they're going to move that. They've said they're going to move it closer to the festivities or something to that effect. Right, but it will still be in the park. Yes, yeah, they're not getting rid of it. It will still have real snow, all that jazz. Right. So I think the bottom line is people want Frozen, um, and Disney found a place that they're okay with putting them. Um, the big question going on in the Disney file, you know, super fan community is does this completely, you know, sacrifice what Epcot is and what it was made for and what Walt, you know, wanted Epcot to be. Yeah. And, and I, to some extent I get that, 
But for me, it's it's not so much about sacrificing what Epcot was supposed to be and what Walt intended it to be, as much as it is sacrificing what Epcot is. Uh, you know, I, I'm not. I don't want to try to suppose what Walt would have actually had Epcot be. I mean, you know, we we know what he discussed. Um, well, we know what he wanted it to be. He wanted it to be a city where people lived. So from the word go, Epcot is not what Epcot or what Epcot was originally intended to be. Epcot has never been a experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Right. And as of what, late 80s, early 90s, we even gave up on making that an acronym. Yeah, they they lowercase the PCOT and just made it Epcot. Right. But I guess my what what I'm having trouble adjusting to is from the from a child's perspective, I understand why we need things like um, the Phineas and Ferb deal, you know, as you're going through the World Showcase, because something has to be there to keep kids uh, entertained and involved and actually desiring to go and do this, because otherwise it's a bunch of buildings and stuff. Um, and, and I feel like that's what Frozen is, or I feel like that's part of what Frozen is being put in there to kind of um, combat. But at the same time, the enjoyable part of World Showcase to me is just walking through, taking in the different architecture and getting this feeling of, you know, dude, I'm in Mexico. Oh, now I'm in Norway. Oh, now I'm in Germany. You know, being able to walk from country to country and getting some sort of feeling like you're actually in that country. Um, and when you go and Frozenify an entire or most of a pavilion, I just don't think you can do that anymore. You know, I, it's going to be hard for me suspend, to suspend my belief and or to suspend disbelief and think that I'm actually in Norway when there's frozen stuff everywhere. Right. Is it? Because it sounds like it's going to be I'm in Mexico. Oh, now I'm in Arendelle. There you go. Yes. You know, and Arendelle isn't a place. Right. And, and you know, I, I might even feel better if they would just cop to it and, and call it Arendelle, you know? Yeah. And in Arendelle, we'll have some discussions about where Arendelle, you know, kind of came from, a.k.a. Norway. Yeah. But at that point, yeah, it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be more Arendelle than Norway. Yeah. I think it, it definitely will be. And I just, it, that's my main concern. What you just said is walking through Epcot, that is going to stick out like a sore thumb. It's because there are no, I think Aladdin and Jasmine are in Morocco. Yeah, which is which has always been a little bit weird. Right. They've, they, but they've slowly started adding characters to Epcot. Well, okay, so you've got Aladdin Jasmine in Morocco, you have Beauty and the Beast in France, and then more recently, uh, you know, Remy yes. has been showing up in France. You've got Alice and uh Alice and a couple of other characters I think show up in the UK. I think Mary Poppins and Bert are there sometimes. Ah, there you go. Yeah, Mary Poppins and Bert. Um and then you've got uh Mulan showing up in China and I believe Belle showing up in Germany. Right. So, I mean, you, you already have quite a few meet and greets in, in the World Showcase. I will give everybody that. Sure. Yeah. And that, that's what, that's what I was, that's what I was getting at is, is they've slowly added characters, but they've never said, you know, and, and I guess 
Frozen is set in a fictional place. Mulan is, is set in China. Right. You know? And and Ratatouille is set in France. Right, as is as is Beauty and the Beast, you know. Um yeah, so this is this is a bit of a departure. Yeah. And well, just... I, with the exception of Aladdin Jasmine, because that was not set in Morocco. Yeah, that's that's really strange. But yeah, I just don't I think it's gonna I think it's gonna stick out like a sore thumb and be weird. But having said that, I have some ideas about how they could make the the experience fun. I think um, the ride, I guess, the attraction, Maelstrom, how they could change that to make it fun. Um, okay, because let, let me just let, let's just clarify something real okay. quick. I'm under the belief that Maelstrom will basically get. I mean, an extent, note, notably, note me saying extensive, but an extensive retheme while keeping the general water attraction slash dark ride in place. Or do you think they're going to totally gut it and go from the, go from the beginning? My, I, I am not sure. Um, I think with how long it's going to be closed that they could gut it. And just start over with a with a dark ride, you know, just a simple dark ride. Um, but my ideas that I have have kind of thought been thinking about this week all are if they keep it the same. Okay, because I because the thing to me is if they keep it the same and just pull out all you know, basically keep the track the water in place and keep the idea that we're going to put some sort of boat on said water and run it the exact same way it's been running, that's going to be cheaper than let's pull everything out and build an entirely new track system and everything and start from scratch. Yeah, most definitely. I just don't know, you know, unless unless this whole project is bigger than I'm thinking, I don't know why you would need a year and a half to do all that. Well, there's a lot of, I mean, so you've got at least, what, two sets of trolls, because you've, you've got the big wood troll and then you've got the uh, you know the three headed troll that you're going to have to pull out. So you got some animatronics that are gonna, all going to need to be pulled out. Um, you know you're going to have to repaint everything. I'm assuming that the new Anna and Elsa and Olaf etc. animatronics are not ready yet. Yeah. Um, so all of those are going to have to be built. So I, I could see even just a just an extensive retheme still taking the year and a half that they're that they're saying that they're going to use. Yeah. And and you you may very well be right, and I may be, I may be giving Imagineering too much credit, and thinking that they could just get this done in in you know eight months, ten months. Okay, so the different I, I will say the difference there is I will totally give Imagineering that credit. I'm not going to give um, the overseers who who speak to the bean counters mm. credit for giving Imagineering the money that they need to get all of that done in the time period that we're talking about, assuming that they were going to start from bottom line scratch. So you're saying it's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins. But that's, (laughs) but that's, that's neither here nor there. Right. You have, you have a vision. Well, what are, what are your visions? So just going off of the kind of, uh, the narrative of Frozen, I think it would be cool to start you off in the staging area 
What, what do you call that? What, what's the area where you get into the, the, the ride vehicle called? The load area. Loading area. So you're in the loading area. It's warm. You know, they have it room temperature, you know, and then you get in the ride and go up the little lift hill and you kind of just like a dark ride, just kind of passively experience the story of Frozen. But as we head up the mountain and into, you know, Elsa's ice castle, it gets very, very cold. You know, and, and I think it would be cool to, well, you, we get up in the mountain, it gets very cold. We get to the place where the boat turns and Marshmallow, the enormous ice monster, comes at you. And that's when the, that's when the boat goes backwards. Like we're running away from Marshmallow. And you go down that hill, so you have some speed and some terror, and you get away from him. And then you're going forward, and that's um, Sven and Kristoff going back to Arendelle at the end. And then you experience that, and you experience the thaw and, you know, sisterly love. Spoiler alert. Um, And that, like, just very basically, I, I feel like that would be a good... For how that ride's set up, for them to not have to change the, you know, turntable to turn the ship around and all that stuff, they could leave it exactly how it is. And kind of, you have a narrative there that gets you through the the story, you know? And then, you know, as you get, as you experience the thaw, noticeably, it gets warmer in there. And so you have kind of like in test track where it's you're in the cold room and it's freezing and you're in the hot room and it's really hot. They could do like really noticeable temperature changes inside that attraction. Hopefully, hopefully minus the huge lights. Yeah, yeah. But but we know that Disney, that's that's more for show than it is for we, we need this in order to heat things up. So Right. But I think I just think that would be with how that story is set up for the for the film. I think that would be a really fun way to to do that attraction without having to change anything except for theming. See, and this, okay, so this is going to be the part where I'm going to say, I think you have a pretty good shot of being dead on um, because that was pretty much exactly my thought process for the attraction. Really? Yes. Yes. I mean... I now I I will say that as far as where the boat goes backwards, I didn't think about marshmallow, which I think is a great would be a great fit right there. I actually had it being kind of the you know where where Elsa is just you know doesn't you know sending trying to send Anna away and mm. slams the door sort of a thing. Um, but I but I really like your idea of marshmallow because I think that gives kind of a bigger thing to do uh, with an animatronic there, and then yeah. I mean, dead on with the, you know, the forward facing drop being as Finn and, and, uh, uh, Christoph. Christoph. Wow. That was, that blinked out. Yeah. As Finn and Christoph <laughs> are like sliding back into Arendelle. Um, yeah. Just, just dead on with, like I said, pretty much dead on with what I was already thinking was going to be happening here. I was like, okay. I'm going to let Jeremy talk and then I'm going <laughs> to tell my brilliant plan. And then apparently Jeremy reached into my head and tried to steal my brilliant plan and then made it better by adding marshmallow. My plan is your plan. Right. So, so the, but what I find interesting about that is that we both have such close ideas and, and, you know, neither one of us has, dis- we haven't discussed this at all. So that we're so close on this makes me wonder if it just really isn't kind of the natural progression. Yeah. 
um, for that. And, and, you know, the way the ride lays out as far as time and everything else, mm -hmm. I think that would definitely all fit in um, with what they're going to do. And I wonder, I wonder if they could, so, so we're talking about this year and a half. I wonder if they could lengthen the ride out by removing the movie section and maybe right, yeah. add additional track. Well, additional spot for water flume, whatever it is that they're mm -hmm. using right there for some more dark ride. Yeah. I think that they could definitely do that. Do some more post story there. Mm -hmm. That, cause that room would be perfect for the, for the heating back up. Yes. You know, that would give you time to, to experience Sven and Kristoff arriving, the whole thawing out, the act of true love, all that stuff. That would give you time. And then the big room, they could even leave it as a big room and have Arendelle kind of all around you, you know, oh, thawing yeah. out. And and then you even if you still got out at that point, just make that the post story and like, hey, you're back in thought out Arendelle. So you're starting and stopping in the same climate, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that would definitely be good. And that would be a good use for the the movie room if they're not already planning on making that more gift shop. Yeah. But again, like I said, I feel like that gift shop is like multiple sections wide. Yeah. So if they here's the thing, if they take one section and make it frozen and then at least leave, you know, and leave some others. Norway or something, I think I could find a way to be okay with that. I just don't want to see, I don't want to see the loss of that gift shop and all the cool little trolls and everything else that are in it for frozen stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be one section is Norway. <laughs> right. Yes. And the other and sections are frozen. That's right. Cause we have to have room for spin dolls, lots yep. and lots of spin dolls. Well, and Olaf, but apparently Sven is the one that they've under undersold on and, and are now probably getting lots and lots of from China to make sure that never happens again. Sven is a, uh, Sven is a lovable oaf. He is. He is. So yeah. And, and I guess the thing is I have no, I have no concern with Disney failing to make a frozen area fun. That, that is in no way. I, I don't doubt for a moment that they're going to put a good attraction out um, and that it's going to be fun. I just, like I said, to me, it just, it, it keeps coming back to, you have to do it in the world showcase and you are, and if they were to extend, if they were to extend Norway further back, build an entirely separate frozen attraction, build on for the, the Royal meeting area and all of those things further back. I don't think I'd have a problem with that either. I think it's just where, where they kind of pretty much take Norway out of the picture and replace it with. Arendelle, I think that's that's really kind of my big sticking point right now. Yeah, my and my I guess, you know, my big sticking point is that magic and you know, Elsa's ice magic and stuff like that does not belong in Epcot. It belongs in Fantasyland where, you know, Peter Pan is and all the other that's where magic is. And it just seems really strange to have a, you know, a, a supernatural you know, experience in the world showcase. Yeah. I was trying to think if there were any other instances of that, nothing, geez, nothing comes to mind, which again, I really wouldn't expect it to, but I was trying to think maybe, maybe this has happened somewhere else, but yeah, I, again, it's just, it's putting an entirely fictional spot. You know, it's not, it's not a character meetup. It's not a, 
you know, it's not a character dining experience in a restaurant. This is, you know, taking over part of part of a country's pavilion to ride the ride the frozen hype wave. Yep. But, you know, I, I again, I don't think Disney or I know Disney's not going to backtrack on this at this point. Mhm. They've they they had plenty of time to backtrack on it before they made the announcement. I've heard that there were talks with Norway as like literally the country about, you know, some sponsorship stuff because it's been quite a while since Norway's actually sponsored their pavilion. Um, and if they had chosen to do so, the, the discussion is that maybe Frozen would have found it, found its way somewhere else. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not. It hasn't. Disney's officially announced at this point, so I just really don't see it um, changing places. So, I mean, I, I think the thing for me is just to mourn the loss of a, of a classic attraction, um, recognizing that I am going to see it through rose-colored glasses, um, because to me it's... it's you know, it's now classic. It's fixed in time forever. Uh, and it will be hard for things to probably match up to it um, just because of that. But at the same time, I just, I, you know, we, we kind of have to get over it and look forward to seeing what Disney's going to do next, I guess. Yeah. And WDI will not put out a bad attraction. Stitch's Great Escape. Uh, well. I feel like they worked with what they had there. But the biggest bummer for me, besides, you know, all of my, all the, all the, you know, quote, anger I have or whatever, is I'm going to miss writing Maelstrom by a month and 11 days, man. That's just, that, that's sad, man. Uh, I'm so, I'm so bummed out about that. Cause like, Claire and I have been telling my mom since we all decided we were going to go to Walt Disney World that Maelstrom is this water log, you know, water ride that is so not scary. It's so like weird. Why, you know, like why would that even exist? Because it's, it's kind of it's pretty silly. It's but, cheesy. It's, yeah, it's, it's cheesy. so cheesy. But we've been like, oh my gosh! But you have to go on it because it's fun. You know, like. It was the least scary, scary attraction that Claire and I went on on our honeymoon. And, like, we've been so excited about it. And now we don't get to do it. And it makes me sad. Right. And, again, you know, for all the, for all the negative speak that we may have had in our, in our previous episode concerning Maelstrom or just not, and not even so much negative speak, but just kind of eh, ho-hum speak. It was it was still one of my fast pass pluses. Admittedly, I said it was because of the line and it it largely was because of the line, but I still saw it, you know, it's not like I said, "Hey, that's going to have a 45 to 60 minute wait. Skip that." Because it's still Maelstrom. And you still and you still should go ride it. And if you're going to go to Disney before uh the before October 5th, definitely go and ride Maelstrom. And you better fast pass it cuz that line's going to get insane. That's right. Uh, oh, dude! Can you imagine the last the last night, October fifth? Yeah, it's gonna have, I bet, a three hour wait. I bet the line will be out the door yes, into into the World Showcase. All the Disney fans, um, and and if I could secure the uh, plane ticket and everything else, I would be among them. Will be wanting to hit that ride one last time, and they'll be wanting to be the very last boat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you will be the last. 
That would be awesome. If that's what you would yell at that, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So Maelstrom is going bye-bye October 5th. Uh, Maelstrom is dead. Long live Maelstrom. <laughs> but but guess what? We're not we're not going anywhere. We're not. And to make sure we don't, you can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. We are missing the mouse. And you can visit our website at missingthemouse.co. And please go ride Maelstrom and tweet us about it. And because we want to know what they do on the last night. Yes, yes. We, we, need, to, we need to know. You, you should video this. Let us know if anything changes uh, because we will be waiting very impatiently. Very impatiently. And until then, have a magical day. Yeah.